This is the VoiceOver Gurus Podcast. Real talk about the voiceover industry with your hosts, Linda Bruno and J.J. Wilson. episode of the voiceover gurus podcast i'm linda bruno hello jj and i'm oh hello linda bruno i'm <laughs> jj wilson and we have a special guest today i'm we fantastic do. We, do. we do i'm a little taller than yesterday but i'm you really well. doing well no one can see it because we're not thank video recording much. today but but you look well thank you well as my father used to say i'm, I'm much taller on radio so <laughs> there you go <laughs> so we're very happy to be sitting today with mr paul strickwerda Hello, how are you? I'm also very tall because the Dutch are known as the <laughs> tallest people on earth. Oh, I didn't know that. Really? Yes, yes, they are. How, how tall are you? Well, I'm six foot two. But okay. I'm small for, for Dutch uh, <laughs> uh, sizes, you know. It, I, gotcha. I'm a small Dutchman, a short I'm 5'8. My father was six foot nine. My goodness, six foot nine. I don't nine? know. I think, I think that, I don't know, maybe the cleaning lady was very short. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yes. Well, welcome, Paul. <laughs> what kind of podcast was this again? <laughs> we don't know. Each time we do it, we don't know. We just fly by we the seat of our pants. We just talk. Yeah. <laughs> but drink soda. Paul has an amazing blog that I had, you know, read. I've been reading it for a while, like not realizing who you were. You know, you, these, you come across these things. But then in the last couple months, I actually had two separate occasions when two different students contacted me and said, can I read you something from a website? You tell me if this is accurate. And they would read me word for word. Did they really say it like that? Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, because okay. the woman was upset because she was like, that can't be how the voiceover industry is. And she read everything word for word from one of your blogs. And I agreed. I said, unfortunately, yes. Everything he is saying is true. Um, and at that point, she decided not to pursue. But um, I thought this is fantastic because it's honesty. And that's what we're all about, you know, being honest. So yes. how long have you yeah. been writing the blog? For about 15 years, I think. Yeah, wow. 15 years, officially. Uh, yeah, I'd like to be the rain on people's parade and the Debbie Downer of the voiceover world. That's that's my main <laughs> job in life, I think. Good no, for you. I, yeah. Good for you. <laughs> no, seriously, do it, you know? because so many times every day they go, oh, you do voiceovers. That's easy. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's absolutely not. And <laughs> somebody's going to no. tell them. Yeah. Because there's so much just propaganda out there for people who want to make a big buck and a quick buck by selling you these packages. Oh, you know, take our training. We'll teach you how to become a successful voiceover. And we'll do all your demos for you. Here's 10,000 bucks. And we'll buy the equipment, everything. And they yeah. promise the world right. to people who And really they're going to do it all in 44 minutes, which is <laughs> the, the part I can't believe. <laughs> I know. <laughs> in 44 minutes, I will have you working. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, if it worked that way, everybody would do it. And obviously yes. it doesn't. Yes. But uh, so I feel that I sometimes have to be a little bit of a counterweight, if only to vent my frustration, because that's how my blog started. I had no idea that at this point I have over 40,000 subscribers wow. from all over the world. I just started as a guy with an opinion. And I love to write. And I said, well, yeah, let's give this a try. Let's see if a couple of people enjoy what I'm doing. And uh, two became three, became four, became ten, became a whole tribe. Now I can't go to a voiceover conference. And everybody says, oh, Paul, Mr. Nethervoice, because my website is nethervoice.com. From the Nethervoice blog, we know you. And it's it's fascinating and, wow. and it's bewildering at the same time. 
But I like it that people call you Linda and say, what is this Dutch guy? Who I know. do you think he is, you know? <laughs> I know. He's real. Yes, he he's is. honest. At that point, I was like, "Okay, we need to connect with Paul oh, because absolutely. this is totally but how I think." I think I'm a nasty person because <laughs> no. I, I sometimes say things that people don't want to hear. Oh, and um, it's the truth. I, I just I, want to protect them a little bit. Right. Yeah, I, I hold back a little bit, but I, I so badly. I have been very frustrated the last few weeks at what's going on in this market. And Linda and I did a uh, a podcast not too far back about. I was saying if the, the, you know, the fibers of the world would maybe sit down with the unions of the world and figure out that one is ridiculous and the other one is ridiculous, that maybe we could meet somewhere in the middle, then more people could make a living doing this. Because yeah, right. I was president of, of the unions for three terms. Okay. And I just, you know, they would say, we're not making enough money. And I'm going, I just made $800 for a car spot. <laughs> yeah, <a little laughs> How much greedy. more do you want? Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, then they went on strike and it's, it's just, I, I, I really, I like you already and <laughs> I want to be your friend <laughs> because it, it, it is frustrating. And I have been, I've been actually a little depressed about it lately Aww. about what people think um, is going to happen in the process of becoming a voice actor. You know, oh, well, I've got to get my website up. I said, you've only taken two lessons. Do you know how to edit? <laughs> What do you mean, edit? I said, we're going to have to get a computer. Oh, I do? Oh, <laughs> oh my God. So we rain on the parades. It's okay. But no, it's it's more about being transparent and informative about the business, and people can then make their own informed choice if they do want to pursue this. Right, and we sleep you know? at night because we know we haven't ripped anybody off. Yes. Right, exactly. Yes. But they yes. always want to attack the messenger, you know, blame it on the messenger. I understand, yes. And uh, so that's one of the things that I had to deal with because – being a blogger and doing this for about 15 years now, um, it means I, I'm sticking my neck out time and again. And I'm taking on people regardless of their status in the industry or companies, like certain pay-to-plays. You know, one of my claims to fame is that um, I made uh, an exodus happen from uh, Voices.com a couple of years ago. You because, started um, that? I'm sorry? You started that? That was, people said it was me. Wow. <laughs> I left. Really? I left then I, too. <laughs> uh, that, that's that's a very long story, but I think it's one of the most unethical businesses in the voiceover community. And um, I, I started blogging about this, and people said, "Oh, you can't say that because you're biting the hand that feeds you." You know, we need them. We're so dependent on them. Where would we be without Voices.com, without Voice One Two Three? And that's the big dilemma that people have. You'd be and, making better money. <laughs> yeah, probably, <laughs> most certainly. But the, I, the, uh, I used to have to call Voice One Two Three and say, you do know that you have a 20-minute industrial listed for $100, right? And she would say, no, I didn't know. That must have gotten by me. And I said, well, you're going to do something about it? She said, yeah, I'll call the client, let them know that's too little. I called them daily and said, what are you doing? You're killing us. And now I just joined again after several years off, and 50% of the auditions either don't pay, they're up to the actor, or you need a note from your pharmacist. I mean, it's ridiculous <laughs> what's going on with seven-page industrial, one hundred dollars. No. <laughs> and what is even more ridiculous is that there are tons of people who say, "Well, I'll take it." 
Let me do yes, it, you know? that's the problem. A little bit of money is better than no money. Yes. Right. But, you know, it's not just our industry. My wife is a professional musician. She teaches the flute and piano. Ah. And there's a couple of hacks next door that think they can teach that as well, and uh, they slash the rates. And that's where people go to because they don't shop for quality. They just shop for price. Right. And then they uh, end up taking uh, classes there, and they make no progress. So a year later, they call my wife, who's classically trained <laughs> yes. pianist and flutist, yes. and sign up for her classes because yeah. they just wasted a year of their life. Yeah. I get a call a week from people who've used Fiverr. <laughs> And they go, the guy was terrible. And I went, well, what did you expect? <laughs> they said, well, how much is it going to be for you to do it? And I said, $400. <laughs> what? I said, I'll have it back to you in 30 minutes, completely edited and ready for video production. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, really? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shocking. Shocking. <laughs> it's just, it's frightening. Yeah. Uh, it's absolutely frightening. Uh, so, One of my, yes. my phrases that people know me for is that I always tell people, my added value is always higher than my rate. My added value is always higher than my rate. Oh, I like that. Interesting. I like that. Mm -hmm. That's great. Now, yeah. I know that with your visibility coaching, you're helping talent figure out how to go beyond the pay-to-plays to how to build and sustain a career over time. That's really what you know brings in the money long-term is maintaining those relationships, yes. creating those yes. relationships. Yes, so, yes. I tell people right now you are a needle in a haystack, maybe a very nice and brilliant needle, a very well-trained needle, but there's this huge haystack. So with all that training and background that you have, with all those brilliant demos, how on earth are gonna, clients going to find you? How do you do that? Yes. And then they start thinking, well, I've never thought about that. Uh, I have a Facebook profile. Would that help? No. no. Well, I'm on Twitter. Is that <laughs> no. no. No, 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 no. Well, I like to be on Instagram. And um, no. I have to really start from the beginning because I, I think it's it's has to do with that a lot of people are uncomfortable with being visible. That's one of the reasons why they ended mm. up in voiceovers anyways because this is the great place for introverts. Introverted people don't really want to be I in the spotlight. I am not. Oh, <laughs> no. JJ, you're the exception. <laughs> oh, introvert. I'm sorry. I, I was just the wrong words. <laughs> but they, they're not used to tooting their own horn. Right. And um, so what I try to teach people is to become visible in this whole sea of talent without making it all about them. You know, because that's one of the things I hate about modern social media. It's all about, look at me, look at me, look what I did. Yeah. Look how, many, how much money I made, how many jobs I booked today. Look what I did. It's all about me, me, me. Yes. And that gets very boring and very irritating. Oh, it's it, so doesn't irritating. It? Yes. doesn't it? I, yes. I just, oh, mm. oh. <laughs> It well, you're annoys. touching on some really, really tough times for me here. You're right on the money, right on <laughs> the money. JJ's very if, sensitive uh, right now about that. I, I just... <sighs> but I think one of the keys is that people need to be aware of their added value, what they bring to the table, and they don't know that really. They know that they have a great voice because people have told them. They know that they like being a voiceover, but they don't know what makes them special because to them, special is normal. I'll give you an example. When I came to the United States, I had a very different accent because in Holland, where I'm from, we're all taught the Queen's English. So I spoke with a kind of a, a very posh English accent. And um, I, just for fun, went to a cattle call at uh, Mike Lemon Casting in uh, Philadelphia. 
There were like 500 people in a warehouse waiting for oh, their <laughs> moment in the sun <laughs> wow. to be picked out. And there, was only, there were only two people that did voiceovers. And I was one of them. And we, we, I had an interview with the head of voiceovers there. And uh, they hired me on the spot. But they said, Paul, there's one thing we'd like you to do. You need to do an accent reduction training because we want you to sound more American. Yeah. And I never did that. And I'm so glad that I never did because had I done that, I would, I would have sounded like every other American. Mm. And there are plenty of American voiceovers. Right. But there's nobody who sounds like me because I have this weird mishmash of my European background, a Dutch accent, a little bit of British accent, a little bit of Pennsylvania accent. Who knows? Because <laughs> I've worked and lived in so many places. Yeah. It's all mixed up inside my head. And out comes this me this this way of speaking that nobody else has or does yes but to me it's normal but for other people it's special yes so i zoomed in on that and started marketing myself as the <coughs> european voice mm. and that turned out to be a really good market because some companies don't want this posh british accent that gives a yeah. kind of old professorial thing you know yes. they don't want that for their product and some companies don't want an american accent because that's obnoxious <laughs> and <laughs> If you have a global market, you need a voice that appeals globally. Right. That, that where people can, they can't tell where you're from, really. And yes. that became a niche market. So That's again, great. what is not special to me was special to the clients. To me, right. it was normal. And that's why I'm so happy that I never did the accent training. But what I do is I help my students discover that thing that they don't know makes them them. Yes. Distinguishes them from everybody else. Uh, for another example, uh, you guys know Lisa Biggs? Yeah, I know Lisa. She was on the podcast. Right. Well, you know she has a very interesting voice, yes. to say the least. <laughs> she sounds like a child. Yeah, she does. But she that's her and normal voice. That's her normal voice. And yeah. for her, that was normal. And everybody was ridiculing her. And uh, she was uh, bullied at school. Yeah. But until she discovered that this voice was a moneymaker for her. Right. Mm -hmm. Now they laugh at her at the bank. Exactly. <laughs> All the way to the Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But these these things these things matter. And you need really an outside perspective to see what you don't see because it's so normal to you. And that's yes. where I come in. Oh, that's a yes. good point. I was working with a student yesterday. Um, she's a, a young girl and um she's theater good trained read. she's theater trained she's theater Theat trained theatrically trained yes yeah. and has a wonderful read it's the little millennial it's a little this little that and we were working on a a, a luxury spot and i said we've got to get you so you don't sound like you we've got to get that specialness and we were working on the spot and i just kept saying do less do less care but do less 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 and by take four about three words in, her voice started to get quirky and crack a little bit. And it was, I wish I had recorded it. It was just, I said, it completely changed who you are. Hmm. It's the first time I've ever gotten lost in your read. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. And it was amazing. And I said, that's what's going to make you stand out in an audition. Right. Uniqueness. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I, th I think people need to, to understand that because what, they tend to do at first is imitate a voiceover. Exactly. The way they think a voiceover should yes. sound. Right. Yes. You know, with a special <laughs> modulated voice. Da, 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 da. A little bit like the announcer voice that we used to have from Radio right. 2, the little bouncy up in there. Nobody the, talks like that. The weatherman. You don't want to hear that anymore. <laughs> no, 
right. It's going to be partly cloudy with a chance of thunderstorms. <laughs> yeah, you know, oh yes. my lord. <laughs> I love those pitchman sketches of who line, whose line is it anyway? Ryan Styles and Colin Mock. Yes. You remember those guys? Yeah. Yes. That's what they think a voiceover would sound like. That's not a voiceover, it's a caricature. Right. People don't want caricatures unless you're doing an animation. You right. Know, you, can, you can go Where to it town fits, and yeah. be not you. But I think that most people get hired because of who they are. But, you know, that also means taking a risk and being fragile because what I, what I notice is that there's a lot of work that needs to go on between the ears. People yes. <laughs> have to dare to be vulnerable, dare to be them, and dare to be natural in an unnatural environment. I have to right. say that probably 15% of the lessons that I give during that hour is therapy. It is going through what's holding I'm you sorry, back. I'm sorry, Linda, I'll stop calling you. <laughs> <laughs> What's mentally blocking you? <laughs> and wh- why cannot why can you not accept you as being enough, you know, as opposed yeah. to having to project into something else? And that's, that's the hard work to our, do. In our you workouts, know? that the biggest problem we run into is the the talent not being able to let go. Yeah. And I've I've never had that problem. I've always been kind of outgoing. I'm, you know, I'm kind of shy. Um, but I, in the old days when we used to go to the studios, I'm sure you remember that you actually go there and there are people there. And, and I, I said to one producer one day, I said, why'd you hire me for this? And Cause it was like, like a weird spot. And he said, I really wanted to watch you do it <laughs> because I would always get into it physically and, yeah. and you have to. And the other night, Linda and I were, were, were teaching and I said, make believe you're on camera. And boy, did that change That really things. helped. It yeah. allowed them to let go a little bit, but that's what you're saying is true. It's, it seems to be the hardest thing to do. And my mother was an actress, and she said, the hardest thing to do is to be yourself. Yeah. You just have to be vulnerable. You have to let it go. You have to not care what you look like mm-hmm. or sound like. Right. Because I always say that w- when you think you sound ridiculous, you're almost there to the producer. It, it took me a long time because coming up in this business and moving to New York, you know, my voice at the time, you're clear as a bell. You sound beautiful. Da, 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 da. And that was booking a lot of jobs. And so in my mind and the way I got was trained was to be smooth and to put this voice on and then being in radio added to it. But then all of a sudden, Love, 94. Yeah. All of a sudden, this <laughs> millennial natural read came oh. and suddenly it was like, just be you. And I'm like, huh? I'm like all these years of training just for me to just talk normally. And it was really a mind, <laughs> a, a, a mind meld for me just to figure difficult. out, yeah, how to accept that and go, okay, yeah. uh, so I, as it's actually my acting and how I'm connecting with the audience and not me putting on a voice, you know. So, but that was difficult for me. Yeah, it's very therapeutic. I totally recognize that. It's, you know, I, I think we all long to be accepted, and we want to hear Do that you like you're okay, me, that you're enough. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like me? Oh, give me five minutes, five more minutes. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> and go. Okay. But, uh, you know, it's, it, I think that basically even with, there's so much that we don't see when we look at people. Yes. We don't see their pains and their wounds and their insecurities. Yes. And their upbringing and what they've been told by their parents, by their peers, by their kids. And that makes people closed in and want to protect themselves and create a certain persona that they've become comfortable with. And when you start peeling back the layers, that's what I love about this medium. It, It is so intimate. It's so direct. 
And because people don't see us, it makes it a little bit easier, I think, than being on mm. camera all the yeah. time to let go because people are very self-conscious the minute they see a camera. Yes. Uh, but I think in, when I do coaching, those are the most beautiful moments when people really have the feeling that they, with a big sigh of relief, that it's okay who they are. It's even better that they are who they are because that's what will make them money. Yeah. It's that, you know, I hate the word authenticity, but it's really becoming who you are, becoming yeah. who you're meant to be. And um, oh, that, that is what makes them visible. And so it's when, when I say I do visibility coaching, people think that I put them on a pedestal, they have to go to a, to a photo shoot and get headshots made <laughs> in the best website. <laughs> and it, it, it's all part of, part of that, but more, more of the visibility comes from inside. Instead Peeling of back the layers. Outside. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. To see yes. the the and what they don't realize is when they're scared and they have all their layers up because they're afraid to let go that it's not going to be good. Mm-hmm. But when you peel back all those layers and all of those things that have happened in their lives are shown, yeah, it creates yeah. a whole new read. Yeah. Yeah. You really connect. You have Brilliant. To accept Paul. yourself. Brilliant. Very good. Accept that's yourself, cool. and that that's tough for people to, it, it to accept that they're that they're okay. Yeah. And uh, oh, that's really interesting. Uh, that's, when, that's cool. when things like that happen, that's a, like a breakthrough moment. Yes. And um, I think I may have just had one. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> it, it's a great teaching. Yeah. Yeah. It, it it gave it more meaning for me now. And for me, that's that's what I love about writing too, because people write back to me and say, "When I read this and this and this, all of a sudden I had a breakthrough moment," and I never know when it's going to happen or to whom it's going to happen, where those people are, what stages in my life. But they, I, I, so many times, every week I got lots of emails that say, it looked like you almost wrote this blog especially for me. Oh, that's yes. nice. And uh, since uh, two years ago, I embraced Instagram. I have a blog every week on Thursday. Go to nethervoice.com to read it. It's free. <laughs> but, um, dot com, okay. Every day on, on nethervoice. At, uh, .com. On, Insta- on Instagram, <laughs> I have a like 2,000-word story. And um, that's a completely different demographic, completely different people that, I, that have never read my blog. And I don't know where they come from, but most of them are not even voiceovers. Because mm-hmm. you see, what I try to do is I, I look at life through the prism of voiceovers, like what we just were talking about. We're talking about our profession, right. but we were talking about something much more deeper than that, about yes who you are, what life is all about, what makes you tick, what's right. important to you, what makes you cry, what makes you laugh, what makes you live, you know, what makes you get up during the day. My wife. And all, all, <laughs> all these things come up when we do our work. You yes. Know, when, and uh, when we get, that's the beauty of, let's say you're, you're narrating an, an, a novel that touches you deeply. You have to tap into these experiences in your own life, I think, in order to, to be the voice of the voices in that book. So you've got to be comfortable with that. So to me, the world of voiceover offers a great window into the world of humanity. And although I write about voiceovers, it's not really about voiceovers. It's really about living life to the fullest, living life of meaning and purpose as an ethical human being. And that's a message that resonates with so many people. The last two people that followed me were dancers from La Scala in Milan, the famous (laughs) opera house. Wow. Don't ask me how they found me, but 
I don't know, people search for keywords, I guess. But they are, they're creative freelancers. And they say, even though I'm not a voiceover, you speak to me. I'm a, I'm a photographer. I'm a copywriter. That's I'm fantastic. a director. I'm a, I'm a client who uh, hired you once and saw that you had this blog and started following you. And I make all those connections that have nothing to do with voiceover and at the same time everything to do with I voiceover. was just going to say, peeling back the layers of anyone will bring out what they do to the forefront. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's really cool. Now, wow. I know another point yeah. that we all agree on, too, is um, as far as the ethics in this business that need to be adhered to, that so many people do not adhere to. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know there were any. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not that I'm frustrated about it or anything. JJ's a bit sensitive. Well, there's no governing body or anything like no. that. You know, most professional groups have a governing body or an association or a society yes. where you become a member and you have to pass uh, exams, and there's a code of ethics, a code of behavior. Right. We don't have that. We are free profession. Right. Anybody can hang up a shingle and say, look, I'm this professional voiceover, board certified, whatever it is, and people believe it. Anyone right. can do this. And, of course, there's the World Voices Organization, and uh, that's another discussion whether or not that's, uh, that's really helpful for our community. I belong to it. I think it is. But I belong to it they, as well. I, I, I think that's that's a good start, mm-hmm. but a lot of people are not interested in that. They say, what, uh, Word Voices Organization, what is it going to do for me? You know, that's the first question. What is it going to do for me? Am I going to get paid more now? Is it the union? No, it's not. It's a group of dedicated professionals trying to raise the bar of our profession in many ways. Right. Why not be a part of that? I mean, Why not be a part of it? Right, exactly. <laughs> I've, I've signed up as being someone that can be contacted for advice, and I do get people contact yeah. me, and I, I'm happily willing to do that, yeah. you know? Yeah. So they started thinking about things like a, a code of conduct for professional yeah. voice actors and about ethics. But I think it's something that most people don't realize. Um, I think way too many people are focused on the money that they will make from, from a certain job than on how they're going to make that money. I always give the example of me being a lifelong vegetarian. I would never, ever voice something for a butcher or for a slaughterhouse or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I'm also a pacifist. I would never do anything that has rela- is related to the defense industry, guns, arms, ammo. That's just not my cup of tea. So I draw very clear ethical lines. And um, other people, just I just I don't care. You know, uh, even if I'm a Democrat, I don't care voicing something for Republicans because it pays the bills. Mm-hmm. And so I write about these things too and I always get very interesting responses. It's either, well, you know, you're just missing out on a great opportunity to make money, or I respect what you do. Because once you take a stand, it also means that you take a pay cut. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, you, I mean, that's where the test is, you know. If, is it going to cost you money at the end of the day? Right. Do you feel strong enough that it will cost you money to do something? And, and it's, these decisions are easy when things are going well. And I think things are going well for me professionally. So... If I say no to a client, it's not going to harm me financially. But really, when you're just starting out, you want to make your mark and you live from month to month, paycheck to paycheck, and out comes this great opportunity for a company that is really has a not a very good reputation. Um, or even something like fast food. You know, I'm a, I'm, as a vegetarian, I, I don't like fast food. I don't like the aggregate cultural industrial complex that leads to that so i would never record something for mcdonald's or burger king or anything but let's say that comes along and uh, you feel strongly about healthy nutrition what do you do 
And uh, that's where the test is, because every time you take a stance in life, you can count on it, you will be tested to yes. see how strong those yes. boundaries really are. <laughs> Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes mm. total sense. So, yeah, and ethics also has to do with how you deal with one another as colleagues and how you deal with yes. clients and how clients deal with you. Yes. And I feel that I, I'm... In my blogs, I try to make a strong case for really developing a backbone as freelancers because I think too many freelancers are too subservient, too um, dependent on clients, on pay-to-plays, on agents to give them work instead of becoming a magnet that attracts work. So that's one of the other things I do in my coaching. I help people become a magnet that attracts work so that you don't have to feel vulnerable and beg for work. Right, desperate work. And say, work. well, you know what? I can do it for $800 if you only want to have if you only have $800 in your budget. Oh, I'll do it, I'll do it. Give in so easily. Yeah. And I think people do that way too quickly. It's yes. like they get desperate and they just want the job and they don't care yes. what it and takes. They sign their rights away and before you know it, your voice is used by TikTok, you know? Right, right. right. You guys exactly. talked about that on the, on your podcast, you know, yeah. with, with Beth standing too. It's all because people don't have a good business sense. They they don't know where they stand legally. They don't have They don't make clients sign something before they work for them. I have a hidden page on my website. Those are all the my terms and agreements that I send to every client. At the end of it says that working with me means that you agree with what I just sent you. Boom, boom, boom. Right. Mm-hmm. And that has always protected me. Wow. And a lot of people are just so desperate to find work and to finally get that work and, and break into the business, they'll say yes to anything. Yes. And that's that's not a way to run a business, of no. course. No, you know, uh, that's a, the industry, not even the way to run a charity. <laughs> but that is the way to, to handle booking jobs now in the modern world of voiceover, because back you know in the old days that JJ and I talk about, when we basically had agents, and the agents took care of everything, God bless them. Um, which is why we love agents, you know, because they handled the contracts. They handled if something was going to be renewed. They They're made the sure you guy. got paid. Yeah. yeah. And now it's, you know, the Wild West where everybody's just, oh, I'll do it. I'll get on Fiverr and do it for 25 bucks, you know, and right. nothing is regulated. So people, it's like out of desperation, they just bid lower and lower and lower because they got to get that job. They got to do it. Right. They don't realize what they're sacrificing long term, yeah. you know. And they're exactly. not just giving a voiceover. They're also doing the production. Yeah. They're doing so everything. It's just, it's like, you know, I, I'd rather do it for free than, than charge somebody $25. Mm-hmm. Just let me do it for you as a favor. Maybe next time we can do, you know, $17,000. Right. right yeah. You know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, but they yeah, don't even charge it's, a studio it's fee, all these things. It is like amateur hour. Yes. And people don't realize that there is this link between quality and price, right? I, yes. I just wrote about it the other day in my blog. Because when... Now, there's this, this link between the perception uh, of the, the quality of a bottle of wine and the price. The idea being that uh, a more expensive bottle of wine is higher quality. So they did these tests blindfolded, and they told people that they were going to drink a really high-priced wine, and that wine was rated higher because people, not because the wine was better, wasn't, but because <laughs> people thought that it was a more expensive bottle. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, as soon as you put yourself in the bargain basement, as soon as you say, you know what, I'll go to the dollar store. I'll put my voice into the dollar store. You price yourself out of higher paying jobs. Yes, so do. true. Yes, you do. So true. And you price you yourself will. out of any agent being interested in, in adding you to their roster because if they're looking and saying, why am I going to fight for you 
get you a job for two grand when you're giving yourself away on one of these sites like Fiverr. No agent, no self-respecting agent is going to sign someone like that. No, not at all. But, you know, it's... In part, it's it's because of the mentality of people. In part, it's also because of technology, because it's so much easier now to do our work from home. Almost anybody has a home studio, and you don't have to spend a fortune right. to get started. I mean, you need a good setup. But uh, I started with a $100 Harlan Hogan VO1A microphone. <laughs> worked fine for me for a while. Yeah, right. that's great. I had a uh, paper towel tube. It was awesome. <laughs> Little uh, saran wrap on the end, and you can really get some neat effects. Yeah. I see you just covered it up with um, with a pop filter right now. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. exactly right. And if you poke holes in it, it becomes a flute. So it's, <laughs> yeah. it's just wonderful. A double threat, a triple threat even. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, thanks for joining us today on the VoiceOver Gurus podcast. That wraps up part one of two of our time with Paul Strickwerda. There was so much great information, we decided to split it into two podcasts. So come back again and join us for our next episode of the VoiceOver Gurus podcast for part two with Paul Strickwerda. Any questions, comments, topic ideas, please email us at info at voiceover.guru. <laughs>